we're talking about writing a book this is now tell us i'm your host anthony morore at now tell us we have guests come and tell us stories they come and inspire us they come and educate us and always we have great guests coming to join us here now our guest today has been with us before that's about almost one year ago and we had a good time with her here but it didn't end up there we joined together and wrote a book write and publish your book she's a writer she's published i am a writer i've published and we have some other 15 or 14 authors together with us who came together and published a book and ours is to encourage you to write your own book because it's possible and it's not hard if you hear our stories or if you go and get this book and read the stories that have been shared there you understand that but i don't have to say much because we have one of the authors with us here who is going to tell us how simple writing a book is now since she's been here before and we talked about that we may not talk much on how she got started so you can check the description of this video and there is a link that it will take you to our first interview with her so now let's go and hear her updates join me as we go together to meet our guest jennifer state here we go Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Anthony. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. Good to have you here at Now Tell Us once again. Yes, it's a pleasure. Always. Yeah. yeah it's been almost one year since we had our first interview. Wow. A lot has happened in that year. <laughs> and I guess a lot has happened. Now, on our side, yeah, quite a lot has happened since from then we've already come up with a book together with you and others that was published early this year. That is impressive speed. The, yeah. the publishing the publishing industry does not always work that swiftly. So <laughs> you've done a great job. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we are grateful for everything. And we are, yeah, we have gratitude. And talking of gratitude, for someone who may not have heard your first video and uh, known what it is that you've been going through, even uh, coming to the point of writing books. Uh, maybe you can brief us, not much because they got to watch the video, but there's something going on with you and uh, I, it, it encourages me. I will tell you the reason I, I would like to hear it is that it encourages me and I, I guess that is going to encourage someone else out there who's, who's yeah. Who's, who's living life and maybe facing some challenges. Yes, and I think most of us are facing challenges these days. The, the world is becoming increasingly difficult to navigate, I think, for mm -hmm. everyone. 
I am a novelist and a memoirist, and I also write essays and short stories. And writing is how I interpret the world. It's often how I figure out how I'm thinking or what I'm thinking about, what things are obsessing me. Um, it's how I clarify things. It's it's how I find my way forward through life. Mm -hmm. And the challenge uh, that Anthony mentioned is that I'm currently in treatment for ovarian cancer. I was finishing my first round of chemotherapy, I think the first time we spoke. Yeah. Um, and then I had, I think, eight blissful months of, of being cancer free. And um, it came back and I'm now in chemotherapy again. And mm -hmm. writing has been a critical part of my surviving cancer. In fact, I'm not sure I could do it without writing. Hmm. I, at first, when I was first diagnosed, I thought, I really don't want to write about cancer. I have no interest. This is not what I had in my plans for me. I wanted to write about other things, which I still do. But I found that every morning when I got up, I had to write. I had to write about what I was going through. But also, there were a lot of funny things that happened. Hmm. A lot of funny things happened in the, in the hospital. There's other people, there's stories about, you know, life in the hospital. There's stories about the way patients are treated by doctors, the way women are often treated by doctors. There's there's so much material in, in an experience with a medical establishment that I think is worth writing about. But also just psychologically, it helps me find my way forward through my own life. It helps me... Mm -hmm figure out, okay, here's what I'm feeling. Here's why I'm feeling it. Here are the things that help me right now. Mm. Here are the things that don't help me right now. Mm. And one of my, I was, I saw a cancer therapist for a while to help me cope with my diagnosis. And when I was having a particularly hard time, he said, Jennifer, think about which things in your life are ladders. In other words, which people which activities help you feel higher and happier mm -hmm. and which people and things in your life activities are spades which are digging you further into a hole shovels mm -hmm. so that sounds very simple but it was incredibly useful to me I, writing is clearly a ladder there are people in my life that are clearly ladders in fact most people are but there were a few people I realized were helping me dig myself further into the hole. And I had to create some distance between myself and those people. Um, yeah, it's important to just be wary of people who are going to bring you down, who are doing their level best to see that you are not living your life to the full. They are there. And, and despite, in spite of everything that you could be going through, they'll still be there. They, they, I mean, they. Ah, I don't know how to describe them. No, I mean, I wish them well. It's just I need to be around people who, I need to protect myself. I guess mm. what I'm saying. So I have a lot of wonderful people in my life. There's no shortage, mm. and so I just try to protect myself from people who I know will pull me down into the earth by my hair. Mm. <laughs> um. Anyway, one thing, Anthony, one other thing that's happened is I actually published an essay about life in the hospital. In oh, yeah. Uh, and I was going, was it, is it uh, written 
or published from the last time that we spoke up to yes. now? Yes. Yeah, that's what I was going. I was going to ask now, since you told us that you're not stopping. Yes. Uh, what have you done from the last time that we were here? Right. So I published this essay. It's called Eviscerations, and it's in the Kenyan Review, which is a wonderful literary journal in the United States. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can access you can access it online. Um, you can subscribe and you can access it. I don't think you need to pay if you're just going to read that one piece or you could subscribe because it's a pretty fantastic literary journal. I was very pleased to have published that. I've received a lot of comments from people who have gone through similar things or who have had similar experiences and it's comforting and to hear my experience in the the surgery ward of this hospital in London. And it's also kind of comic in a way. Okay. You know, funny things happen. <laughs> so is it found in on your website? Um, I don't have it. You know, I'm a little bit slow updating my website. I am embarrassed to say, but it's, so it's not up there yet. I, I, I can add a link to my website, um, but it is online at the Kenyon Review. The Kenyon Review is K-E-N-Y-O-N, Kenyon Review. Okay. Okay. Um, and so it's it's there for anyone who's interested in reading it. So that's one of the essays I've written. I have another essay that's online for you to read that 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 I've also published since I last spoke to you. And that essay is called "Truths We." Let's see, I think it's called "The Truths I Can't Tell" or mm-hmm. "Truths I Can't Tell." It's on a website called Action, Comma Spectacle. So if you look up Action, Comma, Spectacle and my name, Jennifer Style, S-T-E-I-L, you can find that essay. It's nothing to do with my illness, but it's something that I finished writing over the past year and happened to be published this summer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm quite proud of that essay. I've also continued to work on a novel I'm writing about Uzbekistan. And I'm still, I'm revising at the moment a a book proposal for a a memoir about my experience dealing with cancer and um, all the hilarity and pain involved. But I hope it's a story. It's a story that I think is unusual because I've gone through cancer treatment in London, Uzbekistan and France, and I've been moving constantly the entire time, most of the time apart from my family. And I think, I don't know of other cancer patients who have done it in quite this way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I have some interesting stories to tell about the transcultural cancer treatment world, um, which I hope will be entertaining as well as 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 moving. Wow, you must be a very busy busy person at, at the moment writing. Now talking of writing and and you. You tell us that you you wouldn't have been here if it was not for your writing. It has, it keeps you going. How often do you write? Like from morning to evening, or every day? I mean, what times? Are, right. Um, I write most days. I won't say every because sometimes I'm traveling. Sometimes I'm in chemo, in which mm. case nothing gets done. But usually, what I do is I get up make myself a cup of tea and go straight to my desk. So it's the first thing I do every morning. And that time is precious to me because that's the time I'm not gonna be interrupted. No one's gonna call or email me during that time. My brain is fresh, I've just woken. 
So that's the time I have the most energy for writing and the most focus. And I write, I don't know, it varies how long I write. Um, try to write for at least a couple hours before I get restless and then I have to go do yoga or something physical to kind of get the blood flow moving again. Mm. And then I usually return to writing after lunch. Mm. Um, so that tends to be my schedule is early mornings and then after lunch until dinner. I don't tend to write in the evenings. I will write in the evenings if I have to, if I'm on deadline, if, if there's a need for me to write in the evening, but I prefer to write in the morning because I write better in the morning. Okay, that's good. So you contributed a chapter in this book that we are talking about, and uh, you share your stories of how you got started into writing, and that is also a part of it is also found in the episode that is tagged in, in the description. And uh, we have people listening who may not have an idea of how to get started, how to keep going, how to... Uh, could you maybe give them a few ideas, a few... Yeah, tell, tell them something for the next 10 minutes of uh, why they should write, how, and, and let's hear from you. And sure. Sure. First of all, they should buy a copy of that book, which is extremely useful, um, not only for, for my piece, but the, the fact is that everyone's path to publication is different. And it's useful to hear how all these very different people from different countries and different cultures found their path to publication. It's not the same for all of us. And even people who are from where I'm from will have a different path to publication. So that's a good place to start is taking a look at how all these other people have done it and then think about what's gonna work for you. I think the first thing you need to do is, is set yourself up some kind of writing routine. Um, if you have a very demanding day job and you can only write in the evenings or in the weekends and say, okay, what's a manageable amount of time that I can realistically commit to? I think it's important not to say, I have to sit down and write for four hours every day because then you, chances are it won't get done. Something will get in the way. You know, a phone call, the laundry, your child, I mean, all kinds of things. Um, so if you say, well, realistically, I know I have a half an hour before work. I'm too tired at the end of the day, but what if I do two hours on Saturday, two hours Sunday? Um, you know, just create a schedule that works for you and just commit to it. Get your bottom in the chair, um, or if you have a standing desk, get your feet on in front of the desk <laughs> and, and commit to writing during that time. That's the first thing you need to do. And once you, I mean, I think I'm assuming that if you want to write, you have a story to tell, that you have something you really want to communicate to the world that you think would benefit the world, would entertain the world, um, would do any number of things. And so I think you think about, okay, what kind of thing do I want to write? Do I want to write essays about my experience as a single parent? Do I want to write short stories about that are all based on Greek mythology? Do I want to write um, based on Uzbek cuisine with an American touch or something like that. You know, it depends what kind of book you want to write. And once you figure out whether you want to write a book or stories or, or whatever, um, you start reading in that genre. So if you want to become a novelist, it's very important that you read novels. If you want to become a short story writer, it's very important you read short stories and read broadly. There's, n I'm not going to tell you to read any one specific thing. It's just important that you read. 
Mm. I find that there are a lot of, especially in my younger students these days, they somehow think they can be a writer without ever reading a book. Um, this is not possible. Mm. It not be attempted. It's very important to understand the form and all the many infinite ways people use the form. And when you see what other people are doing, it's not because you necessarily want to do what they're doing. It's just so that you understand the flexibility of the form and all the different things you can do with it. And then you think, oh, okay, now I'm having some ideas of what I might like to do in this form. Mm. Um, like when I wrote my first book, which was a memoir, I read nothing but memoirs for months because I wanted to get a sense of how they were structured. How do people structure memoirs? Do they structure them around one experience or did they structure them chronologically? Did they structure them? Is it like an addiction memoir tends to have a similar structure. If the addict will start, you know, getting addicted to a drug and then there'll be a fallout, they hit rock bottom and then they recover and, and tell you something inspirational about how you too might be able to recover. So that's mm -hmm. one trajectory for an addiction memoir. There are addiction memoirs that are slightly different, but you know, it gives you an idea of structure. Um, so, I mean, those are a few tips on getting started. Is that useful? Yeah, uh, thank you very much for those tips. Now, it's good that you mentioned <laughs> that uh, if you're thinking of being a writer and you don't read, then this is an uphill task. You should be committed to reading, read widely. And what we are advising is, for you who's listening, start with this one, start with this one, write and publish your book. In this, you read stories that have been written by different authors with different styles. We also have poetry in there. Sometime we're going, we're going to, yeah, to, to get to meet some other poets here. Read widely, read, read, read. And once you get to see their style, you can always reach out to, them and read more of their books. Like now we have Jennifer here, reach out to her, read more of her work. And uh, you have an idea of her writing, her writing style. And yeah, keep reading just in simple terms, just keep reading, read more, read as much as you can. Yes, mm -hmm. I second all of that. Yeah, and uh, we, we thank you, Jennifer, for being an inspiration to us here today as as you keep writing as you keep spreading some positive vibes thank you very much thank you very much for having me it's it's been a real pleasure as always. yeah and we'll leave at this and ask people to please go watch the previous video the previous episode that we were here with jennifer get to know much about her that she hasn't shared in this episode also go and get the book write and publish your book. Yeah. And uh, we are looking forward to hearing from you, uh, telling us that you've written your own book and uh, yeah, sharing with us your stories. What would you like to add anything that you like to add on anything, on any topic just before we sign off? Well, I could add that one thing I often recommend to writers is to go somewhere that you're unfamiliar with, mm. that, that makes you feel profoundly uncomfortable and that unsettles you in all kinds of ways and live there for a while. And you will come up with some interesting thoughts and stories. Mm. 
Yeah, because most of us are comfortable in our comfort zone. <laughs> we like talking. We, we just dream and we wish, but then we are not willing to take a step. And uh, it's that action, is that initiative to move from where you are to the next place where you would want to go, or a place that you would not be willing to be. But you know, for you being there, you're going to learn something. You're going to improve on your on on yourself mm -hmm. so it's encouraged that you make some action you take some action and make some moves yeah thank you very very much uh, jennifer we thank you once again thank you yes and uh, we are coming to the end of this episode today reminding you that you have a story to tell each and every one of us ha have have a story so why not tell it Go out there, read, and tell us your story. Don't forget to hop on to Jennifer's website, which is uh, jenniferstale.net, and um, keep updated with what she's doing. Thank you. This is about it at Now Tell Us Today. I have been your host, Anthony Murori, and together with our wonderful guest, Jennifer Stale, we're saying keep reading and keep writing. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yeah.